Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Pastor Jay here with the full 180. I'm so glad you're here with me this morning. Let us pray. We're going to begin and get going. Excuse me, sir. I just straighten myself, straightening myself out here. Lord, right now, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your forgiveness. We thank you for the cross. We thank you, Lord, that you sacrificed your life, Lord, that you loved us so much that you bore our sin and our iniquity, Lord, on your back, through your stripes, through your shed blood, Lord, through your broken body. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are our God, our King, our Lord, our Savior, our Master. God, but you love us. You are not a God that that uh, does not consider uh, their children, Lord. You know the hairs numbered on our head. Lord, you know when every sparrow falls. And we thank you, God. Wash us clean, Lord. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. I repent of the sins when I've ever, if I've seen anything, Lord, whatever, with my eyes, with my mind, with my thoughts, with my words, Lord, with my actions, I repent now, Lord. We turn a full 180, Lord, the opposite direction of the world, Lord, and we walk towards you. And we thank you for your forgiveness, your mercy, and your enabling grace. And we give you praise. And it said that he took the bread and he broke it, and he gave thanks, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the symbol of his broken body together. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your broken body. We thank you, Lord. And then it said he took the cup and he blessed it and he said, this is the blood of my new covenant. And he said, it is for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the symbol, Lord, of of his sacrifice together. There's only one chapter in Obadiah, so we're going to do that. And then we go into Jonah, and we complete Jonah today. So this won't be a heavy lifting day. But we're going to get through this pretty quick. Again, this is Pastor Jay with the full 180. And welcome. And here we go, Obadiah 1 in the Amplified Version, as always. Edom will be humbled, the vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We have a report from the Lord, and an ambassador has been sent among the nations, saying, Arise. And let us rise up against Edom for battle with the, with the Lord as commander. Behold, Edom, I shall humiliate you, humiliate you and make you small among the nations. You are greatly despised. The pride and arrogance of your heart have, been dece- have deceived you. You who live in the cliffs of, and lofty security of the rock Selah, whose dwelling place is high, who say boastfully in your heart, who will bring, who will bring me down to the earth? Though you bind up your nest on high like the eagle, though you set your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. If thieves came to you, if robbers by night, how will you be ruined? Would they not steal only until they had enough? If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave some grapes for gleaning? How Esau, Edom, shall be ransacked by men who come to ravage with divine approval. With divine approval. How his hidden treasures shall be searched out all the men allied with you shall send on send you on your way to the border the men who were at peace with you shall deceive you and empower you those who eat your bread those who those you trust shall set a hostile ambush for you there is no understanding of it 
will it will I not on that day says the Lord destroy the wise men from Edom removing all wisdom and understanding from the mountain of Esau and your mighty men shall be uh, shall be dismayed and de demoralized O Taman so that everyone from the mountain of Esau shall be cut off in the slaughter Edom denounced because of the violence you did against your brother Jacob shame shall cover you completely and you shall be cut off forever um on the, on the day that Jerusalem was destroyed, you stood aloof from your brother Jacob. On that on the day that strangers took his forces captive and carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, dividing the city for plunder, you too were like one of them, collaborating with the enemy. Do not gaze and gloat in triumph over your brother's day. The day when his misfortune came, do not rejoice over the sons of Judah. In the day of their destruction, do not speak arrogantly, jeering and maliciously mocking. In the day of their distress, do not enter the gate of my people. In the day of their disaster, yes, you do not look with delight on their misery. In the day of their ruin, and do not loot treasures. In the day of their ruin, do not stand in the crossroads to cut off those of Judah who escaped, and do not hand over to the enemy those of Judah who survive in the day of their distress, the day of the Lord and the future for the judgment day of the Lord draws near on all the nations. As you have done, it shall be done uh, to you in retribution. Your evil dealings with will return on your own head because just as you, Edom, drank on my holy mountain, desecrating it in the revelry of the destroyers, so shall all the nations drinking continually one by one of my wrath. Yes, they shall drink and swallow the full measure of punishment and become as though they had never existed. But on the mountain Zion, but on Mount Zion, in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance for those who escape, and it shall be holy. No pagan will defile it, in the house, and the house of Jacob shall possess their former possessions. Then the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph in a flame, in executing God's wrath. But the house of Esau will be like stubble. They, Jacob, shall set them on fire and consume them, the Edomites so that there shall be no survivor of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. Then those of the Negev shall possess the land, shall possess the mountain of Esau, and those of the Shephelah shall possess the Philistine plain. Also, they shall possess the fields of Ephraim and the fields of Samaria, and Benjamin will possess Gilead across the Jordan River, and the exiles of this host of the sons descendants of Israel, who are among the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, and the exiles of Jerusalem, who are in Shepharad, uh, uh, shall possess the cities of Negev. The deliverers shall go up on Mount Zion to rule and judge the mountain of Esau, and the kingdom and the kingship shall be the Lord's. Here we are, Jonah 1, Jonah's disobedience. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Go to Nineveh. That great city to proclaim judgment against it for the wickedness for their wickedness has come before me. But Jonah ran away to Tarshish to escape from the presence of the Lord and his duty as his prophet. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading cities. So he paid the fare and went down to the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind toward the sea, and there was a violent tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Then the sailors were afraid, and each man cried out to his God, and to lighten the ship and dismiss the danger. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea, but Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship and had lain down and was sound asleep. So the captain came up to him and said, How can you stay asleep? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps your God will give you a thought to us, to us so we will not perish. And they said to another, Come, let us cast lots 
so we may learn who is to blame for this disaster. So they cast lots and fell, the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, now tell us who is to blame for this disaster. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I am river, and I reverently fear and worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men became extremely frightened and said to him, how could you do this? For the men knew that he was running from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, what should we do to you so that the sea will become calm for us? For the sea was becoming more and more violent. And Jonah said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that it is because, because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard, breaking through the waves and returning to the land. But they could not because the sea became even more violent, surging higher against them. Then they called on the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, do not let us perish because of taking this man's life. And do not make us accountable for his innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as you please. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and stopped and the, and the sea stopped its raging, and the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared, appointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Jonah's prayer. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord for his God, uh, his God for the stomach of the fish, and said, From I called out of my trouble and distress to the Lord, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried for help, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep and into the deep heart of the seas, and the currents surrounded and engulfed me. All your breakers and billowing waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again towards your holy temple. The waters surrounded me to, to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I descended to the very roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me, blotting me in for... Um, bolting me in forever, yet you have brought up my life from the pit death. O Lord my God, when my soul was fainting within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who regard and follow worthless idols turn away from their living uh, source of mercy and loving kindness. But as for me, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I shall pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. So the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah out up onto the dry land. Pardon me, Nineveh repents. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Go to Nineveh, the great city, and declare to it the message which I am going to tell you. So Jonah went to Nineveh in accordance with the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was a great, exceedingly great, sorry, was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk about 60 miles in circumference. Then on the first day's walk, Jonah began to go through the city, and he called out and said, Forty days more remain, and then Nineveh will be overthrown. The people of Nineveh believed and trusted in God. Listen to that. They already believed and entrusted in God. And they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth in penitent mourning from the greatest even to the least of them. Then the word reached the king of Nineveh, of Jonah's message from God. He rose from his throne, took off his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the dust. In repentance, he issued a proclamation, and it said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, no man, animal, herd, or flock is to taste anything. They are not to eat or drink water, but both man and animal must be covered with sackcloth, and everyone is to call on God earnestly and forcefully that each may turn from his wicked way, from the violence that is in his hands, who knows? God may turn in compassion and relent and withdraw his burning anger, judgment so that we will not perish. 
When God saw their deeds, that they had turned away from the, the, their wicked way, then God had compassion and relented concerning the disaster, which he had declared that he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Jonah's displeasure rebuked, but it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry, and he prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, is this not what I said when I was still in my country? This That is why I ran to Tarshish, because I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. And when sinners turn to you, you revoke the sentence of disaster against them. Therefore now, O Lord, just take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then the Lord said, Do you have a good reason to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat east of it. There he made himself a shelter and sat under its shade that he could see what happened in the city. So the Lord, God prepared a plant and grew up. it grew up over Jonah to be a shade over his head to spare him from discomfort. And Jonah was extremely happy about the protection of the plant. But God prepared a worm when the morning dawned the next day and it attacked the plant and it withered. When the Lord, when the sun came up, God prepared a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he was that he fainted and wished to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, do you have a good reason to be angry about the loss of the plant? He said, I have a very good reason to be angry, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you had, you had compassion on the plant which you did not, which you did not work and which you did not cause to grow, which came up overnight and perished overnight. I should not have should I not have compassion on Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 innocent persons who do not know the difference between their right and their left hand and are not yet accountable for sin, <clears throat> as well as many blameless animals? Destruction in Israel and Judah. Oh, I'm already in my cut. That was it. That was it. I think that's all I was supposed to do today. Yep. Hey, it was a short day today. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that it is life and is breath. Lord, we thank you for the story of Jonah, God, and how no matter what, you will get your word to your people, regardless of the circumstance. Lord, let your word be life and breath to us now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for that we would have the whole armor of God, Lord, the the um, the 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 belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, we shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, we put on our helmet of salvation. Now we take the shield of faith. Lord, our faith is our defense. Lord, and your sword, which is which is which is uh, the sword of the spirit, which is your word and your spirit. Lord, I pray today that we would seek you, that we would worship you, Lord, that we would call on your name, Lord, that we would meditate on your word, God, that we would be changed and transformed by your word and by our our time and the time we spent in, spend in prayer and supplication to you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you glory. In your mighty name we pray, amen. I love you and I'll see you tomorrow for the full 180.